One thing is clear. To realize the promise of AI and avoid the risk, we need to govern this technology. Not, and uh, there's no other way around it, in my view. It must be governed. That's why we're here today. I'm about to sign an executive order, an executive order that is the most significant action any government anywhere in the world has ever taken on AI safety, security, and trust. Welcome to GovCast, connecting with federal ITs top decision makers. I'm Alexander Bolova, production lead at GovCIO Media and Research, and today we're discussing the recently announced executive order on artificial intelligence. With me today are managing editor Ross John Fortune and staff writer researchers Jayla Whitfield and Anastasia Obis. Hi, everyone. Hello. Hello. Hey, Alex. U.S. President Joe Biden unveiled a new executive order on artificial intelligence. It's the U.S. government's first action of its kind requiring new safety assessments, equity and civil rights guidance, and research on AI's impact on the labor market. The order builds on voluntary commitments the White House previously secured from leading AI companies and represents the first major binding government action on the technology. So today, we're going to dive into this executive order, outline its top takeaways, and chat about what this means for federal agencies. So I'm going to hand it over to our wonderful researchers to give us an overview of what exactly is in this executive order. So I think what we want to keep in mind is the White House is really bringing forward a bunch of things with this executive order. The first and the overarching one is that artificial intelligence is here to stay, and the administration does not want to get behind on regulatory policy when it comes to AI. The executive order fact sheet even notes that the speed of technology has outpaced government fairly seriously, and the order itself uh, notes that the rapid speed at which AI capabilities are advancing compels the United States to lead in this moment. Now, it says that's in the sake of our security economy and society, but having lived recent years, there are numerous examples of things like social media that in my opinion, and I think the opinions of a lot of technologists and futurists maybe got out of hand as far as uh, regulatory policy when it came to things. So they're trying to get in front of that because they don't want it to spiral out of control. And so it lays out point by point, essentially, the ways that it wants to make uh, AI helpful and not harmful to boost the, quote, security, economy, and society. So that means keeping generative AI in a place where it's not replacing human beings wantonly. That's been a concern in the entertainment industry and the labor world recently. It also means that things like ethics rules and equity uh, rules need to be outlined and followed and updated so that you don't have a bad data in, bad data out problem that I think anybody who's ever used a computer knows pretty well. So the order lays out these points of emphasis, safety privacy, equity, consumer protection, workforce protection, innovation, partnerships and collaboration priorities, and responsible AI use. Now, there's a lot of interconnection in those, but those are the main eight pillars. And um, as you mentioned, it is the first of its kind from this government. But I think there is, when one of the pillars is talking about partnerships and collaboration priorities, that's really talking about trying to learn from places like Japan, which is put forth uh, government regulatory frameworks for these things, 
as well as, you know, increasingly globalized world. Thank you, Ross. These eight pillars, I'm going to be quite honest, I'm surprised that there isn't some spiffy acronym to help us remember those. So while you were chatting, I want to suggest the acronym SPECRIP, S-P-E-C-W-R-I-P, the AI pillars, SPECRIP. Uh, it, a, it really doesn't roll off the tongue like Patriot Act did 20 something years ago. I'm sorry to say, or, you know, the things like that, where you get that smooth acronym. Wait, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I think we're um, revealing just how little I know. Patriot Act. Patriot Act is an acronym. I believe I'm pretty sure it is. The USA Patriot Act. Uniting and strengthening America by providing appropriate tools required to intercept and obstruct terrorism. So it's the it's only known as the Patriot Act, but the acronym is USA Patriot Act. Wow. Yeah. Did my elder millennial knowledge right there, buddy. Well, I had no idea. Um, and clearly I am not the one to be trying to come up with these acronyms. But regardless, uh, these eight pillars are a great guide and just kind of framework to view this executive order through. So let's think about how this executive order is going to apply for various federal agencies, starting with health agencies. What does this mean uh, from a health perspective? So this is definitely a landmark executive order, as you guys have mentioned, but the White House is really calling on the Department of Health and Human Services to put together a safe and secure and trustworthy ways to use AI. They want it to be used, but they also want there to be something in place to make sure that the harms or unsafe healthcare practices don't happen. And if those things do happen, they want there to be a way to quickly remedy that. In addition, the federal government is also calling on health departments to prioritize programs to support responsible AI development and the use in those programs to improve clinical care, uh, real-world evidence programs, population health, among a a slew of other things. And they're wanting the health department to publish a plan on how to use AI systems at the state and local level to ensure that the access to it uh, is available to qualified recipients, uh, that there's regular evaluations to detect unjust denials, um, that there's expert agency staff involved, among other factors. But one of the biggest things that this executive order does for HHS in particular is it directs them to work with other agencies to establish an HHS task force. So that basically will put together a strategic plan on how to use AI in areas where it includes research, discovery, when you're looking into drugs, device safety, uh, healthcare delivery, and public health. Um, So they are given a 180-day study mandated by the EO to get all of this basically completed. Um, It's going to be on AI technologies in health and human services sector, but also to make sure the healthcare providers who receive federal funding comply with the non-discrimination requirements, which was another big factor in this EO. Um, and in the future, HHS policies are required to be issued regarding the occurrence of clinical errors when utilizing AI technology and the use of AI in the drug development process. So these are all areas where 
the healthcare industry can really improve and rely on AI to help get through these things more efficient, faster when it comes to delivering things to patients, putting these drugs together, using these devices. But the government really wants to make sure that the health department is doing these things correctly. When it comes to the health department, cybersecurity is always a really big issue and a huge threat with all of the information that the health department has. So it's really key and essential that the government has stepped in in this manner to make sure that we have basically everything in order to make sure that it runs smoothly when we're using AI. But I really appreciate the fact that even though the government has put in place these rules, they're not saying we don't want you to use AI. They're saying, no, please use it, use it responsibly, be safe, make sure it's secure, and make sure we're continuing to learn about it as we go. Awesome. Thank you, Jayla. Does anybody else have anything they want to add in that field? I think there's a lot uh, that needs to be brought forward when it comes to artificial intelligence that the executive order really does try to tackle and, and particularly bringing HHS and the health agencies into this to get these standards up to date because there's real potential for harm here. And the executive order is mindful of that, but I think, you know, there's conversations that we had at the Health IT Summit about uh, a few months ago plug, plug, uh, check out our coverage on our website about that. These are the things that the whole of government needs to be mindful of, not just in the uh, federal level, but also, uh, you know, public health systems and states and such. Yeah, definitely. Moving on to another area of government, I want us to talk a bit about what this executive order means in the defense space. I'll be honest, uh, the idea of AI being involved in any of this scares me a little bit. I keep thinking about war games and, uh, I don't know, having to play a life or death game of tic-tac-toe for the fate of the world. But Anastasia, tell me in reality what this executive order means in a defense context. Yeah, so a couple of things worth noting when it comes to orders for the Defense Department. So the order directs developers of AI systems to share their safety test results and other critical information with the US government. And basically, whenever a company is developing any foundational model that poses a serious risk to national security, it will have to notify the federal government when training the model, and it will also have to share the results of all RAD team safety tests. Also, uh, within 180 days of the executive order, the Secretary of Defense and the Secretary of Homeland Security are required to develop plans and complete an operational pilot project to identify, develop, test, evaluate, and deploy AI capabilities, such as large language models to help find and remediate vulnerabilities in critical software systems and networks. Also, the security of defense is directed to assess the ways in which AI can increase biosecurity risks, risks from generative AI models trained on biological data, and make recommendations on how to mitigate those risks. The executive order directs the DOD to develop a national security memo to make sure that the military and the intelligence community use AI safely, effectively, and ethically in their missions. And it will also assess how adversaries like China could threaten the DOD with AI. 
the document will be developed by the White House Chief of Staff and by the National Security Council. So this is a good step forward to advance AI safety and security. Thank you, Anastasia. Anybody else have anything to add on that? I would just say that one of the things that the responsible AI, one of the pillars in the executive order talks about something that we've talked a lot about in our conversations on podcasts and events and in the stories that um, we've run on our site, the idea that you have oversight by people. That's something that is increasingly important. And I know uh, something that I covered last week, uh, Representative Ted Liu uh, was speaking at an event, and he specifically talked about uh, nuclear weapons and the idea that you wouldn't want a Skynet scenario as far as AI having launch capabilities without very real guardrails, people guardrails, I should say, in place. Because understandably, that's the kind of thing that a very small problem becomes a very big problem in the defense space pretty quickly. Yeah, definitely. So last but not least, I want to look at everything else, all the other federal agencies, maybe the ones that are going to be using AI on a more, I don't want to say boring level, but people that are going to be using it to speed up like processes and automating tasks and stuff like that. I just want to know what this means for people working in, say, EPA or IRS that want to be improving the speed of their workflow and all that jazz. Well, I know a big concern about that is, you know, this will have to apply to regulatory standards, but some of those regulatory standards are already in place. I know the NIST framework is something that a lot of agencies have to follow or are keeping in mind. But, you know, sort of like I said up top, AI is kind of here to stay. I was talking with some friends today about AI and I was saying sort of doing the minor explanation between generative AI and sort of everything else, particularly when it comes to our lives, things like autocorrect and autofill and, and things like that, that is a form of AI. So agencies are using those things already and certainly big machine learning models for things like, uh, as you noted, tax return processing and things like that. They're either in place or wheels are in motion on those things. Certainly uh, the Defense Department has, you know, as Anastasia noted, like they've already got a bunch of AI processes or task forces or whatever, you know, jail has certainly covered the same sort of thing on uh, health systems and they're already doing these things. So what this means is sort of hard to say now. I know the Commerce Department right after the executive order was released basically said like, oh, we're going to be like at the forefront of this, mostly because NIST is part of the, the Commerce Department and NIST uh, sort of put forward the first overarching framework. But it's not a great answer to your question, but it's generally just like, it's already happening. So try again, trying to rein it in is is really a big part of this, uh, this executive order and guidance. Yeah, I think another big part is that the administration is really calling on all of the agencies to put in a government-wide AI talent search in order to be able to build up the capacity to lead on this emerging technology. Um, if the government doesn't have the right people in place to help understand this technology in every single agency, when it comes to cybersecurity, when it comes to um, the improvements of this technology, which is continuing to change daily, weekly, monthly, 
um, then the government is not going to be able to keep up. So it's also calling on all agencies to get involved and push out and go recruit people and make sure you have the right talent in your workforce. Yeah, 100%. It's one thing to say, oh, yeah, we need all this AI material, but it's another thing to actually have the resources and the people who know what to do with it. It's like any other part of an agency, you know, you can say, oh, you know, keep going back to the EPA because I just worked on a podcast about that. But, you know, the Environmental Protection Agency, apart from their typical duties, there needs to be cybersecurity people working there. There's IT people there. It's not just one kind of job happening at these agencies. And I think what we're going to see is an AI position, many AI positions becoming just crucial parts and expected parts of all of these federal agencies. Well, it is really great to see this executive order coming out now. I know there's a risk if we don't get on top of AI that it's going to kind of run away from us and who knows what's going to happen. So I feel like this is a great initiative to be taking at an important time in the history of just technology and humans and all this crazy future stuff, which is happening now. And GovCIO, Media and Research, will continue to be here to be your guide uh, through all of that. Well, Ross, Jayla, Anastasia, thank you so much for going over this executive order with me. Listeners can tune in next week for a brand new GovCast. But until then, if you like what you heard, make sure you leave a review and a five-star rating on the podcast platform of your choice. And hey, tell a friend. We always appreciate growing our audience. I'm Alexander Bolova. I'm Ross Jean-Fortune. I'm Jayla Woodfield. And I'm Anastasia Obis. Thank you for listening. GovCast, along with HealthCast and CyberCast, is a production of GovCIO Media and Research. For more podcasts and to check out the other shows, head to govciomedia.com. Watch out for new episodes released every Tuesday and Wednesday across our shows. You can follow all of them on your favorite podcast platform. And if you like what you heard, make sure to let us know by leaving a review. And if you have any topics you think we should look into, contact us at newsletter at govcio.com. And listeners, we record this episode on Halloween. Um, and as far as I can tell, I'm the only one in costume. So.